Welcome to the Young Stroke Podcast, a podcast for young stroke survivors and their support crew, bringing together younger survivors to share their stories, along with tips on living a good life after stroke. The advice given in this podcast is general in nature. Discuss your situation and needs with your healthcare professionals. This series is presented by Australia's Stroke Foundation and funded by the Australian Government Department of Social Services. Welcome to the Young Stroke Podcast. I wanted to start today's episode with a quote from research professor Renee Brown. She says, connection is why we're here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives meaning and purpose to our lives and without it, there is suffering. Today's episode is all about connection, meeting new people and more specifically, dating after stroke. Today on the podcast, we have two very special guests, Emma Beasley, a 38-year-old who had a stroke five years ago, was previously a lawyer and travel enthusiast, and Rachel Parsons, 51-year-old, who had her stroke at 38 years of age, and both Emma and Rachel are passionate advocates for aphasia. It's wonderful to have you both on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So Emma, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Would you be able to share your stroke story with us? Yes, um, my stroke uh, happened when I was 33. Yeah, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I kept calling my fiancé. I I had a stroke, like, help, please help. But my words made no sense. Eventually he got me to the hospital and then I had uh, a stroke and, yeah, uh, aphasia. And could you tell us a little bit more about aphasia and what aphasia is, Emma? So aphasia is loss of language, not intelligence. So it affects communication, talking, reading, writing, comprehension. And aphasia does not go away. It's really hard and frustrating being unable to talk. Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. Thanks for sharing, Emma, a little bit about your story. Rachel, do you mind sharing your stroke story with us? Yes. So I was 38 and I had been getting a lot of migraines and unfortunately the doctor thought it was just sinus tablets until the night that I put my smoke out and then hit the floor. My children were there. So the ambulance came, took me to the hospital. Maitland Hospital thought I was drunk or just took tablets until apparently the next morning when they checked on me again and my head was swollen and they'd done a CT scan and um, aneurysms had busted in my head. So straight to John Hunter Hospital and it was a long weekend so they couldn't do anything until they could find someone. Then they were going to send me to Sydney but they couldn't and then um, a surgeon came. All of my family apparently had to come and say goodbye to me because they didn't think I would wake up because I was already nearly gone already. Then I can remember them telling me at some stage that I would never walk, never talk, never drive, never work, never do anything. But I wasn't happy with that. 
that's when I learned what aphasia was mm. and, you know, after being in the hospital for two months, when they kicked me out, I had to go and live with my parents. Um, so, yeah, again, had to learn what aphasia was because people don't know what it is. And then I had to work hard so that I could then finally move out of my parents' house to get my children back. Wow. So both of you have been on quite a journey. I really appreciate you sharing. Um, and beyond the aphasia, do you have any other stroke impacts, uh, either visible or invisible disability that have come as a result of your stroke? I have paralysis in my right arm, hand and leg or ankle. And I'm partly paralysed on the right side, but I can move mine except if I burn myself or anything I can't feel it so yeah and so dating can be exciting and fun but it can also be scary and intimidating at the best of times and it requires being vulnerable and courageous how's the impact of the strokes uh, and your aphasia affected your ability to connect with others especially in relating to you know meeting new people and dating it's hard (laughs) yeah it is it's really hard it's it's hard um, it took me probably five years before I decided that I wanted to start to find a male because, you know, that you feel that you're not stupid, like you are normal, um, but, but it's hard. So I tried. E-harmony? Yes. Yes, I think it was E-harmony. That one. And, and back then I, I kind of wrote a lot of things and I told them that I had a stroke, I have aphasia. I may look fine, but on the inside, sometimes I have a bit of trouble to, to talk properly, but I am, you know, normal. And I told them that I want someone that will accept me the way that I am. But if they didn't accept me the way I am, they could pee off. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to, you know, put up with it because they can look at us and they should be able to see that, you mm. know, we, we are just normal. It's normal. We, yeah, we are normal people. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's just sometimes early through the day, we're fine. But as the day goes on, we might be a bit slower to get the words out. We may not have the energy to do the things that the partner may want. So yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. My experiences are just like Rachel's. It's, it's so hard to date someone who's normal when you've got a disability, but yeah, I've got a disability, but I'm normal. Like, and and yeah, it, it's 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 a catch twenty two. Like, yeah, it's it's really is. Yeah, yeah. And how long did it take you to feel ready to sort of get back out on the dating scene? Um, it took me about four four and a half years to date, um, and I said to my mum yesterday. of people don't want anything to do with you. 40% of people who are 
um, oh, that's hard, oh, bye. And, and, and then 10% of people said, oh, okay, well, that's sad for you. Would you like to go for coffee? So it's hard to connect when um, I have trouble talking for a long time. So that was really, yeah, it's really, really hard. And I imagine that's just connecting with them in general as well, is it getting to know each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah getting to know each other. What type of movies do you like? Like I'm having trouble finding the words that I want to say, but I can't say it. So it's really frustrating. And so you mentioned, I think, Rachel, that you tried eHarmony as the first app. What other ways are you getting out there and meeting new people or how, where? Is it other on, is it on, online dating or physical um, events that you're attending? I'd love to hear a little bit more about what maybe both of you have considered or tried. Um, well, I tried eHarmony and Bumble and I only met two people in person and one of them said, look, you're really great, but no thanks. And um, the other one said, well, I, I didn't know what he said because he left. <laughs> so, um, and then like I gave up. I looked at apps dating for people with a disability and it was hard, too wordy for me. Like it's it's very hard to read and I find it hard to understand. So that was really not for me. So, and you tried eHarmony? As- so, yeah, I tried the eHarmony and, yeah. you know, I, I met a few people, you know, I went for, you know, McDonald's for coffee so that I could, you know, understand what they were saying. Um, I did go out with a guy for a while um, and he was um, a partly disabled person as well, but he was kind of one that wants to say, oh, poor me, you know, this happened to me, look at me, you know. So then I did, I used to go to a club, to a raffle, you know, and sit by myself. Um, After a while... I, I met a, a man there um, and he, he liked me and we used to talk and, and things, um, you know, again, you know, we stayed together for, you know, probably five and a bit years. Mm. Just lately again, I tried the plenty of fish. So, you know, I, again, um, I, I wrote that I want someone to accept me, you know, this is what I want you know, all the rest of it. So I was chatting with a few of them and then this night um, I started this other man um, and when he read what I wrote, he texted me and he said he could understand what I was going through because he had a similar thing that happened in an accident. And so he had to learn how to walk and he had to learn to talk. He had to, you know, a whole lot of things. So he knows what I'm feeling. 
Yeah. You know, at the moment we're going really good. Yeah. I met her man and he's really nice. <laughs> so I'm so happy for you, Rachel. Yeah. 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 I'm and happy I think, for Rachel, but not yeah. for me. <laughs> but it gives it gives it gives you hope, huh? That it's yeah, possible. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Is it a numbers game based on your experience? Often you hear about dating being a numbers game, you know, and I think Emma, you spoke about that 10%, you know, that were yeah. kind of more genuine and authentic yeah. and perhaps more open-minded and accepting. So yeah. is it a numbers game to find that 10%? Yeah. <laughs> well, the 1% actually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is really hard to um, to find someone that, that can basically understand what you're saying. Mm. And if I say to him, look, you know, if, if I'm just here and we're watching the movie, um, don't think that I'm not talking to you. I'm trying to understand what's happening on the movie. Yes. So, you know, it is, I can understand what Emma's saying that, you know, you've, you've got to get a person that will understand yeah. what you're saying and, and what you want to do. Yeah. And plus they have to understand that Emma works mm. most of the week she may only have one day that she feels comfortable and um, to go out with that person, yeah. you know, and it's hard to find someone that will accept yeah. that. Yeah, I'm working part-time and um, I go home at the end of the day and I'm really tired and Monday to Thursday I just veg on my couch like it's it's yeah enough so friday saturday and sunday are happy happy days (laughs) yes and um if i was going to date someone it's got to be friday saturday and sunday (laughs) like yeah yeah and at the moment basically that's what paul and i are doing we talk each night we talk on the phone through the day and, and that's it. But I'm happy with that and he's happy with that. Good. So, yeah, just good. And that's, I hope that Emma that could find someone like that. And it sounds like, you know, fatigue is such a big part of um, oh, yeah. stroke impact. So that's a huge thing that you're sharing around that, you know, not having that yeah. energy after a busy work week to really give to, say, a, a partner or even someone that you might be dating. And so it yeah. sounds like education and communication is really important too when you're seeing oh, someone Communication new. is so important. Like having trouble finding the words, it's very frustrating and it, it's hard. That, that That's where the person has to understand mm. to to give us the time hmm. to, to say what we want to say. Yes. Not just walk away and say, oh, it's all right, don't worry. Because yeah. that's yeah. the part that hurts. Or, or what's wrong with you? It's really hard. Yeah, and you need them to be willing to take the time to get to know you slowly exactly. so that over time exactly. they, 
yeah 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 and and I mean it's kind of you know I guess it happens in in dating in general but particularly Emma where you're at at the moment how hard is it to deal with sort of that rejection like do you have any strategies or um, things that you do to support yourself to kind of get back up and you know potentially open yourself up to love again perhaps be honest and patient and this is me take it or leave it like yeah what do you think Rachel I I agree with what Emma's saying yeah and and it is hard yeah um I can understand what Emma's thinking Mm. because people would say to me oh but Rach you're okay you've got a good smile you Mm. look happy today it's good to put the smile on when you're out Mm -hmm. but when you get home and you're there alone it hurts yep you know, um, so it makes it hard to to be able to think, oh, should I try and find someone again, you know, mm-hmm. or should I just stay like this? Yeah. Soon I'll be getting a dog, so that's that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're out walking that dog, yes. that's when someone's going to look at you and think, oh, all, all right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I love I love that Emma Dog- I mean dogs are beautiful companions but oh, I agree I agree Rachel people, but yeah well my sister's gonna have a baby so I'm getting it getting a dog so <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I know things are different but like you're 38 now yeah so that's pretty much about when I you know, it wasn't long after that that I had my stroke. Yeah. So don't think that'll never happen. Yeah. To you, um, because you know, I'm 51 and I'm still hanging in there. There's <laughs> there's plenty of fish in the sea. Exactly. <laughs> there's plenty of fish in the sea. Sea. Yeah. <laughs> I love it I love it you two are fantastic I want to quickly touch on because obviously you two seem like you're you know close friends how important is it to have someone else that understands what you're going through and can be there for you as a bit of a cheerleader yes it is so important to have friendships like ours yeah and um yeah I I'm just thankful that I have my aphrasia friends so yeah when I moved up here with mum and dad I didn't know anyone in the area like mum and dad had their friends but that's not enough like and when I first had my Christmas party with with these people um (laughs) and I was so happy. I couldn't get the smile off my face. Like <laughs> I can still remember yeah. that day. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. Yeah. It was really, really special. And um, we meet for coffee and, yeah, uh, I just love being with a group of friends um, who have aphasia and, yeah, it's really, really nice. It's, you know, a lot of people work through the week. Yeah. And, you know, eventually I, you know, again, I, I didn't want to sit at home 
by myself anymore. Yeah. So, and especially with this lockdown when, yeah. you know, and then we weren't locked down and I'd say, you know, be like, hey, let's meet up on, I'm going for a coffee. Who wants to come? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's been, what, two years now we yeah. meet up on Sundays. Yeah. And um, I'll be on Zoom. Why don't you come along? Like, yeah. So we could meet on Zoom as, as well. So, yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's really good. And even, like I said, um, Paul loves coming on yeah, he loves Sunday with my friends. He just loves it. Yes. Fantastic. I can just see, you know, the amazing connection that you both have. And I know, mm-hmm. Emma, you've spoken a lot about your support group for people yeah. with aphasia. So I, it's it's just really lovely to see it and hear it as yeah. well. Yeah. I wanted to come back and talk a bit about disclosure or disclosing uh, your stroke and the aphasia. I think you've both touched on it at certain points, but is yeah. there anything more you have to say around uh, perhaps there's someone listening that's had a stroke, perhaps they have aphasia or perhaps they have other visible or invisible disability from their stroke. You know, what would you say to them around, you know, should I tell um, or put it out there on the app up front or should I wait? I'm keen to talk a little bit more about disclosing stroke and any of the disabilities that might come with stroke. Yeah, so I do it up front because this is who I am. If they're genuine, they will accept me. And I'm I'm still the same person, so I deserve to be given a chance. What do you think, Rachel? Well, me, I'm I'm sort of one of the things that I always say is don't give up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I was um shopping around the Green Hills Shopping Centre and I see, like, young and old people looking at me like, who's she and why has she got a um, walking funny? And, yeah, so, and I just said, this is me, this is who I am. I'm going to put on a straight face and go and yeah, I, 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 I think when you're dating, it's it's hard because you have to put on a straight face and you have to say, "Well, this is me." Just another quick one with this lockdown that we had. Two of our best friends went in to Woolies. Yeah, a man. It looked at these two friends of ours and the person yelled at them and told them to get out of here. You're drunk. You shouldn't be here. You know, so it, it's, it's hard. People look at the way people are, either the way they're walking or the way they're talking. People just think we're drunk, yeah. but we're not. Mm. We're just the same normal person yeah so this kind of almost even outside of dating this prejudice and this uh, stigma associated with with disability and particularly with the impacts of stroke and aphasia 
And so you've got that in general everyday life. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, when you go to date, it's also there and with yeah. you. But don't give up is the key message that I'm hearing don't very loudly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, if it's a goal, just like other goals to get back to driving or work or whatever it might be, if dating and meeting someone, uh, you know, a, a romantic partner or committed partner, if that's a goal of yours, you should stick with it. And I'm hearing really strongly too from both of you, you know, that, that importance of being confident and owning your disability and that it is part of who you are now yes yeah exactly right um just go with it and like my poppy said keep on keeping on yep i love that that's the i love it yeah that's great and don't settle is what i'm hearing don't don't settle settle. don't settle like yeah it's 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 so hard being on my own but um, she's not alone now oh thanks Rachel <laughs> you two are beautiful <laughs> um, yeah. is there any final tips or advice that you'd like to share is there any way if someone's out there maybe they're in a different state to you uh, and they're thinking about you know support peer support and dating is there anything that they should be doing or anywhere for them to go to help get some extra support maybe. is it really just you know having those connections through local support groups or online support connections groups that you to might be with? support groups um maybe a disability service um that uses dating yeah and just see what you like and yeah go for it and just go for it exactly just just go for it don't think that you can't do it you know you're not going to lose anything by just getting on and chatting to someone yeah you know, so, yeah, try and and don't just sort of say if someone says, hey, let's go to the pub, probably don't do that. No. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's better, you know, say, well, hey, we'll, we'll meet out somewhere for, for lunch or, you know, go to a cafe or, a, you know, yeah, anything like that. And like I said, just don't give up. Don't think you can't do it unless you try it yeah exactly fantastic uh it's been so lovely talking to you and this is such an important conversation to be having not only Mm -hmm. in raising awareness of young stroke and aphasia but also in breaking down society stigma and the barriers around dating with a disability emma and rachel i can't thank you both enough for being on the podcast and speaking so openly about dating after stroke Um, for those listening we hope this episode empowers you to find whatever type of healthy companionship you're looking for and if you found this episode helpful please share it with your family and friends subscribe to the podcast to be notified about future episodes and leave us a review so more of the stroke community can find us again thank you so much emma and rachel it's been so much fun and just really really a joy to have you on to talk about dating lovely to you bye that's all for today's young stroke podcast find out more about stroke foundation's young stroke project by visiting youngstrokeproject.org.au you can listen to dozens of other podcasts on our stroke recovery website enableme.org.au Strokeline's health professionals provide practical, free and confidential advice. Connect with them on Enable Me or call 1-800-STROKE. That's 1-800-787-653. The advice given here is general in nature. Discuss your situation and needs with your healthcare professionals. The Young Stroke podcast series is presented by Australia's Stroke Foundation and funded by the Australian Government Department of Social Services. 
This podcast was produced by Joy, Australia's rainbow community media organisation. For more information on Joy's services, visit joy.org.au.